Welcome to the Make More, Keep More show, an irreverent but never irrelevant show dedicated to all things money. Hosted by Ron Carruthers and Dominic Cummins, two guys with 50 years of combined experience in sales and finance and a lifetime of talking nonsense. For those of you that are new, this is the show where we talk about all things related to money. So I'm Ron Carruthers, Dominic Cummins. I'm kind of the more keep more. He's more the make more, although we kind of just chat about anything that's on our minds here. And um, today we've got a great show. I got a good story for you guys that I've been dying to tell about critics and how to handle critics and all sorts of things. But um, Dominic's really going to be talking about he does some high end leadership training that uh, he gets hefty contracts for. And uh, we're going to beat it out of him and make him do it for free. So uh, anyway, um, good to have you guys. Welcome back. And um, first, I got to tell you a story about critics. So those of you that are old enough to know the Eagles, the Eagles are the quintessential 70s Southern California band. And I think the Hotel California album sold, I think it went platinum 29 times over. What a lot of people don't know is it was recorded right down the street from where I live. There's actually a house on the beach, little plaque, Hotel California was recorded here. It's where they wrote it and, and recorded it and stuff. And they're back on tour. A buddy of mine, Rob, just had heart surgery. I think he died twice. So they got a pacemaker in for him. He's doing better. So this is the first time we all went out. And um, Eagles were fantastic, by the way. I wasn't super excited to see him. I mean, I like the band, but I've seen him before. They played for three hours, which is pretty good for a bunch of 75-year-old guys because the average age of the band is 75. But here's the funny part. Years ago, uh, Joe Walsh, who is the guitarist for the Eagles, and he had a solo career before that with Life's Been Good, um, about being a rock star and stuff. His kid went to my kid's elementary school. And so one day I was down there reading and uh, to the kids on Friday mornings and I had to leave for work and the teacher's like, hey, no, come with me to the other classroom. So I come with her. I'm like, I got to go. I got to get to work. She's like, just stop. Come with me. Don't ask questions. Well, Joe Walsh was doing a concert in the classroom for a bunch of first and second graders. Jeez. So you got Joe Walsh, one of the biggest rock stars and he's playing, you know, all these goofy kids songs. And then he plays Life's Been Good. And I think he did one of their Eagles songs. So it's hilarious. He's singing to a room full of first graders about living in hotels and tearing out the walls. And he looks at the teacher like, oh, sorry. But anyway, here's the crazy part of the story. The teacher wanted to hear Desperado, which is also an Eagles song. But it's not his song. It's Don Henley's song. Uh. So... He's like, and if any of you guys know how Joe Walsh sounds, he always sounds like he's wasted. And so he had gotten sober by then, but he was wasted for, you know, 20, 30 years. I think his joke is I had a lot more fun in the 70s when, in my, when I was in my 20s than I am in, my, in the 20s now that I'm in my 70s. That was a good joke. But anyway, so he's like, well, I'm sorry, man. That's not my song. That's Don's song. She's like, you're an eagle play the song and he's like I, I i i can't play the song she's like no you don't understand you're an eagle he's like i'm not even on stage when don sings the song i'm in the back changing my shirt i don't know the words i don't know the chords 
he he wouldn't play the song. And the teacher's standing there, like hands on her hips, like, and he and she shamed him. So here's the thing: you can be a freaking rock star and get shamed by a first grade teacher who doesn't like what you're doing. So don't listen to your critics. Do what you got to do. Now, Joe's actually a pretty good dude, and the teacher's a really good teacher. So at the end of the year, the Eagles were playing in Vegas. He had her flown out, put her up in a hotel. Gave her backstage passes so she could hear the freaking song. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I think he probably went backstage and watched it with her and was like, I told you I wasn't on stage during this song. That's hilarious. So anyway, keep that in mind and uh, don't listen to your critics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I would have paid good money to hear Joe Walsh sing uh, Desperado. I think it would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. So anyway, funny. we're going to talk about leadership. So. One of the things that that I think we both preach to people that we work with is getting your mind right. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things is getting your mind right, whether you're coming out of a divorce, suffering a financial setback and trying to recover it, um, trying to grow your business to the next level, any of those sorts of things. Last week, I spent a lot of time talking about taxes and kind of some of the new tax laws. So we thought we'd give me a break and let me drink coffee and stare thoughtfully into the distance and make Dominic work this time instead of being lazily on the show. And so Dominic, you were talking about, you do these leadership trainings for these different groups of firefighters and officers and things like that. Generally pretty manly men who probably don't really like chatting about their feelings or what they're thinking about stuff. That is true. I have to imagine. So you talked about, hey, one of the big things we teach them about is what they tolerate. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about that. Tell them about that, about what this looks like, about what they're tolerating and stuff like that. For sure. So that yeah. they shouldn't be. And Am I right with this, Mike? I'm not used to anything this fancy. Dominic's got a full on freaking recording studio here. Mixers and headphones and dude. I know. It's kind of ninja. You have <laughs> when I used to go on TV all the time and do the segment, like the money segment, you have nicer equipment than they do. They'd give me a crappy little lav mic. Oh, I've got those too. If you really want some lav mics. No, I like but, this. Okay. I gotta get yeah, man, this. these I'm are the sure SM7Bs. These are these are the real deals. So. I'm gonna let you uh spend some on my money, maybe. I wanna say uh, I, I, don't know. It, I don't know. Somebody will get uh somebody will correct me on this one. I wanna say Hendrix. Uh it's either Hendrix. Like, I think Hendrix did all of his albums on this exact same mic been around that long really it's just the best it's just awesome so. i don't know if you saw lovely cjp who i've actually spoken to wow and she is in fact lovely but um she's excited man yeah I'm so, looking forward to it too. good morning right, lovely it's it's my rare you know as those of you who were in season four of the make more keep more show for those of you who are used to it uh i get to speak about once a season so this is my time we're actually I'm kind of excited about we're it. actually changing the name to the keep more and maybe you can make more <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> but you're definitely going to keep more i man. so working with with uh so fire departments first responders in general uh who are uh yes there is a lot of manly men there is also some really awesome women in there too it should be pointed you know we'll bring that up to i wasn't being a second that, pick I was yeah, just the, uh but there are uh some 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 incredible women actually that work for for the fire department as well not not a lot of them uh the numbers are still crazy low of how many there are uh nationwide and such but uh, it's definitely a growing number as it should be but um 
one of the things we got into with these guys, right? So, and I think this is really applicable, obviously not everybody on here or probably very few people are first responders on here, uh, but is that as business owners, we we're busy, right? So what kind of got me thinking about this topic for first responders as an example, I've been able to do a lot of ride alongs lately Sorry. Um, and spend some time. And let's say you're in a, let's say you're in the, the chief's truck. They have those, you know, usually a smaller truck, like an, a suburban or something, you know, like that, a Yukon, something like that, that they're driving around. When you sit in it, they have three radios next to them. Typically two cell phones is it one that's the, the cell phone from the, the department and one is their personal. Then they have a computer sitting there that's giving them the dispatch deals details. So we're heading out on a call, for instance, and I'm riding with those and they've got, let's say they're going to a structure fire. They've got people calling them saying, you know, on the radio, like telling them the numbers of the apartments of, of which apartment has which people in it and who might be in this suite and who's there. And these are the numbers that we're finding out. They're getting all this input because remember they're in command of that fire. The thing about it is, is they are also not necessarily anywhere near that fire when it happens. So, for example, I was with somebody the other day in West Hollywood. Uh, she, her, the issue of female chief is, is got, uh, she's got to drive all the way over to Santa Monica, for instance, for a structure fire. Well, she's got three radios, two cell phones, this computer all going. And then what else does she have to do? Drive, right? So then she's driving and, and, and then, you know, from being from West LA, the traffic, <laughs> the traffic alone, right? Driving, I'm, Santa Monica is my hometown, man. Yeah, exactly. And so it got me thinking about this because I think all of us have a lot of inputs at any given time. I mean, that's an excessive amount of inputs. I mean, she's listening to everything that's going on for that, trying to make commands also while not getting in an accident, running lights and sirens through through the busiest traffic in Los Angeles. And people who are all high on legal oh. marijuana, oh, yeah, texting, sure. doing their next movie deal, recording their TikTok videos while driving so nobody's paying attention to her coming down the road exactly now the people can't see you and i know they want to see I'm, your lovely they face know what I look so, like. so uh but the uh so yeah so it got me thinking about this because as entrepreneurs or or even as employees we all have a million things going on at any given time and a lot of them we can't control so for example like frustration might be traffic a bunch of us have commutes if you live in los angeles the southern california in general you got traffic to deal with i'm sure plenty of you guys have traffic to deal with um, you can't control that, uh, things that, that irritate people, such as the political environment, tax, tax law changes, that not really anything you could do about it. You just have to live with it or, or hire Ron to get around it. But there's all these things that go on. So then what we got into this conversation is, well, how do I free up space for you mentally when you're struggling with time? Because I don't know about any of you on here, but has anybody ever had the feeling that they're overworked or that they're overwhelmed or you get to a place where you're just over it? Right. right. So you have all these things that are going on and, and how do you, how do you do that when you can't necessarily just retire? So this, this came up this discussion of tolerations and I think it's a really important and I'd love if you guys weigh in, if you think of some things here, but what are you tolerating in your life every day? And tolerations are defined as things that you could actually change, but for whatever reason, just don't. So for example, uh, this is a silly analogy, but let's say, uh, like for me, I got to get outside. Our garage is a mess. Like we had my old office, which you've been to, it was a thousand square feet. Uh, this studio is like 120 square feet. So I had to get a thousand square feet of stuff out of my old office and put it, you know, 120 square feet of it fit in here. And the rest is sitting in our garage. It has been there for a year, right? 
so you get uh so yeah so lack of organization is is uh is it, you say guilt is that how you say that i can't read it from here okay well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> i think to... that's you get we were chatting Greg last Austin. week no man i'm not gonna <laughs> hold on let me try those you want to put on some cheaters <laughs> you sure you don't want to try it come on man embrace your being old that's i do <laughs> so so um oh god yeah no 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 I, that, that didn't help that <laughs> okay uh but yeah so you know for me like that thing and it just sits out there so it's funny, you're teaching this stuff and then you're like, I'm being a hypocrite right now because I need to go deal with my garage. So I couldn't deal with my garage. I had a first world problem inside of my garage is we had too much wine to fit in our outside or inside wine cabinet. Dude, I'll help. But we have an extra wine cooler here. You see it. Uh, we had one in the garage in that messy stuff came out of my office and I'm like, you know what? If I just took five minutes, went and got that thing out, I could put the wine that's been stacking up on our counter, put it into this thing, put it in my office, it'll fit. And it's the first step to organizing my garage. Then once we did that, it's weird how like- On the other know, hand, I've got a trunk. I can fit about yeah, three cases in, in my sure, trunk if you need for some sure. help. There's that too. Uh, we're gonna hook you up with our wine guy. So, the, so then it became something that I cleared off my plate. Here's the interesting thing about tolerations is they can seem really minor. It might be that you, it used to be like last year, we didn't have grass here. I think you came up here. We have this beautiful view. I didn't even wanna walk out. Insane. My, I didn't wanna walk out in my backyard because the grass was just dead. And I kept trying to repair it myself and or fix it, you know, replant it and it didn't work, whatever. So sometimes these things feel like first world problems. Like, oh my gosh, they're starving children in wherever country. And I'm worried about my garage being dirty. Well, yeah, unfortunately it's weighing on you. Do you want to take a guess though, statistically what they say, how many tolerations the average person has at any given moment? I only know what the Buddhist said, but tell me what the average tolerations are. 50 to 100. Really? The Buddha always said every man carries, I think it is 83 burdens. Okay. And the trick is to, and as soon as you lose one, you get another, but the trick is not to acquire the 84th. Interesting. Dude, you didn't know I was that deep, did you? I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you were all like wine and espresso. I am. <laughs> and taxes. And occasionally I read the Buddha. So, uh, but that's a good one. And it kind of goes along with that exact same theme. So if we're tolerating 50 to 100 things, the, the thing I use it for like an analogy, yeah, lovely CJP is obviously right, way too many, right? The I use this analogy if if uh, it's kind of like a checking account, like your daily checking account, right? So most of it, we all have one, likely. It goes up, it goes down. It's probably the the account that typically has the most motion in it, most transactions in it, things go into it. For most of us, we have deposits that go into it that are enough to take care of the uh, outgoing, hopefully, right? That's most hopefully. <laughs> but every once in a while, I think we've all had this where we forgot that, you know, we had our uh, you know, car insurance hit on the same day that our, uh, mortgage hit that the same day that our, you know, quarterly taxes hit. And it goes on and we have those days where we are like, Oh crap. And we get an alert from our phone that goes, your balance is now negative, negative, or yeah, it's, overdrawn. you know, or whatever limit you set it on. You're like, how do I had four grand in there yesterday? How do I have a hundred bucks? Like we all have those moments. I consider those to be like your tolerations at some point, right? You got all the things that are going on in your life, the busyness, like the, that fire chief, right? All those inputs that are coming in there on a normal day, but then you get a big structure fire. You got to run out there. You got a hundred more inputs all of a sudden. If you don't clear all the little stuff that's rolling around in the back of your head, it's just unnecessarily draining your, your leadership bank account is what I call it. Right? So you have this bank account, you have this, this stuff. So if you've got 50 to hundred, you're putting up with frenemies. You're putting up with, um, 
Uh, thanks, Brennan, for for the nice haircut. That's, that's, <laughs> I thought Bre hey, Brennan was weighing in that he needed a haircut. Those of you that like, don't know, that's my son, Brennan. Yes. He's in law school at UT. Yes, uh, saying nice things. Uh, so that's that's nice. Um, but uh, but you know, so that you've got all these little things going on in your life, and think about it for yourself. I mean, lovely CJP already said way too many right tolerations. How much is that draining your energy? How much is that draining your focus? That's the other thing. Like. The focus being the big piece of it. All of us want to make more money in our business. That's the name of the show. One of the parts of part of the name of the show. We want to make more money so that we can keep more money ultimately. Right. We want to do that. And then, but how good are you going to do on a sales call when you're overwhelmed? How well are you going to do on a client that you have when you're overwhelmed? I had an experience recently, like with somebody who, who great human being, great business owner, but we were working on a project together and I was struggling to like, she was struggling to make time frames for this current client because she was so overwhelmed with a potential client. Oh, I know who we're talking about. But the interesting thing is when you talk to her and she's one of the ones who actually talked about this uh, toleration situation and she talks about it as well. She'll tell, she'll happily tell you about her like messy closet that drives her nuts twice a day. At some point, those things actually all come together. We all have a tremendous amount of capacity to deal with stuff like keep up with clients. How many, how many times have any of us failed to follow up with a with a prospect that we should have? All the time, right? Happens. Uh, how many times have we, or if we followed up, we go to read that email later and go, oh my God, what did I say? Like, that was terrible, right? Because your mind was elsewhere. Now you can't control the political environment, taxes, you traffic, you can't control some of those, right? But you can control all these little things that you should be taking care of. You know, he should be watching the show right now. He should be. Hold Ma on. Ma we might have got him. We might have got him. Boy, our former I guest. No, I have no idea if we just cut out or not. <laughs> a former guest of ours just, uh, just uh, you know, called in during the show. Well, I called him on the way up. It. Dude, I left my house at some stupid hour this morning. And so I called him on the road. I was like, hey, man, we got to get you back on the show. I forgot to tell him, don't call me. And I forgot to put it into to, uh, work mode. Uh, and I have right. no idea what's freaking out right now. Yeah, can you guys still see us, hear us? Is it still working? Because it's like flickering on our side. So let us know. Maybe it's coming back. Um, I know it's still, it's holding steady now. So hopefully it's good. But, um, so yeah, so you get all those things that are going on in your head. You are going to make mistakes. So that little thing. So I'll give you some examples from the fire department. Feel free to share. If you guys got, got some that you're willing to share. One of the firefighters was talking about, he's restored this classic car and the only thing left to do so he can just drive it, which typically if you're restoring a classic car, it's cause you want to enjoy it. Right. Have experience with it, you know, whatever. He's like, I can't drive it because I need to go get new rims for it. He lives somewhere out here in LA and the rims that he needs to get because they have to be custom made or whatever, or custom sized or something are in Chino. So those of you who are not familiar with it, that's like a, with traffic, two hour drive. No, I was going to go five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two hour drive east of here. So he's been sitting on that thing for, I want to say he said a year that he'd been sitting on those, that, that car just sitting in his garage, all done, everything, interior's done, everything's done, everything's done, motor's done, everything, exterior's done, just can't drive it because he needs to go get these custom rims. And he doesn't want to make the two hour drive out. Doesn't want to make, know. I'm so busy, I got this thing, I got this thing. So we had this conversation in the middle of the, the, the session. He sends us an email and he goes, I hired somebody to drive out there. It cost him 150 bucks. 
He didn't have to do it. And now his car's done. Like brilliant. What if you're tolerating your house is messy? Hire a housekeeper. Dude, I when when Brennan and I were, you know, because when we got divorced, Brennan came with me. And uh you I and mean Brennan we were in a or, pardon? You and Brennan got divorced? No, from his mom. <laughs> but um we were Dominic, we were poor. I mean, like it was sure. poor all the time. It was 2008. The one inviolate thing that I had was a housekeeper coming once a week because it was two guys living, you know, me and a kid. And at least my place was clean. Might be messy middle of the week. And yep. I've got one now that does my laundry, you know, cleans the house once a week. Absolute game changer. And that's an interesting one too, because then it becomes the question of like, why are you, why do people not take care of these tolerations? And one of them can be guilt. So one of the things that came up a lot when I've taught this in, in other sessions as well, is that people are like, yeah, but you know, and, and this, and I'm not trying to be sexist. Th this comment is more of just a, like that mom guilt kind of thing that you see. Be careful. I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. Happens, happens sometimes more to women than it probably does to men. Culturally, going back decades, you know, our our parents and their parents raised the women to know how to keep care of their house. And so then there's a certain amount of like, well, I know how to keep care of my house. And if I tell my mom I hired a housekeeper, she'll be like, we watched, lost sound. Oh, we lost sound. Oh, that's still good. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're back with part two, everyone. And uh, we'll give you guys a minute to get in here while I sit on Dominic's lap practically. Oh, it's not that bad. Uh, let's see. Are they telling? Okay, people are starting to join back. Yep. Alessandro will let us know if they can hear us. All right. Alessandro, my check. Alessandra. One, two, do you guys want some of my freestyle rap? Okay, we, we have, have sound. sound. We're Yay. back. Orale. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. Yeah, that's random. So this uh, after Ron bragged about the uh, audio setup here, crushed out but it's really funny because um it was like all working for a minute until uh until we got a phone call and then it uh didn't work anymore so and then Ron now it's working us, again because i just put the sleep mode on sleep mode on so we shouldn't hopefully no further interruptions matt so, you know, matt matt shanley give everybody a discount on their next mortgage i know we should so. tell your wife that it was her was uh yeah, Matt, because now I know I got sick of voice. You should have been listening, Matt. Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt, go set your chair in the corner. Yeah, everybody blame Matt for the fact that uh, that we didn't have a live show going here. Um, uh, be glad I don't have your phone number memorized, Matt. Yeah, give exactly. Me that. Text exactly. Matt and tell him how mad you are at him. We love you, Matt. We want you to come back on. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it's interesting when you, you heard, um, yeah, I heard garage Brownie is like, I heard garage. That's my wife for you guys. Yeah. My garage it's but it's a one car garage. Yeah. I know. So, I mean, like, look, man, I live in a thousand, my whole house is the size of your studio. Well, and it's, it's interesting because tolerations, it was really funny to hear everybody's toleration. So like that guy went and, you know, hired somebody to fix his thing. And then whereas another guy was like, God, no, I enjoy the like drive to go get the parts because he also restored cars. So like, tolerations are going to vary by person. But it's like, what is the thing that's driving you nuts? And it could be any number of things. But that guilt thing is a real thing. People sometimes don't want to say like, oh, well, I want to go. I need to go. I, I, sh God, I should hire somebody to go do that. And then you go, oh, that sounds so dumb. Like I should hire someone to go <laughs> take care. It's not like it's that or lose out on a deal. It's right. that or spend time with your family. Like, 
what the toleration sometimes look at what the other side of it is yeah beach brownies right all the houses at the beach are small but um unless you live in a really bougie area and then they're right right so the street so you you that's the thing like so i challenged all these guys to say like what what can you fix as a toleration right what what can you commit to and i would say to each of you you have stuff you have frenemies in your life that's a toleration we put up with right you have uh time vampires time vampires. i mean even yep. at work how many of you guys have time vampires vampires that you deal with yep. thank you dan kennedy for that phrase but someone is like hey i've just got a quick question and it's 30 minutes later do you know what the uh the number i, I think the number one of expre- expression of a time vampire can i pick your brain for a minute oh my god yeah so uh, that's a side uh, bonus thought is the uh, if you if you have your um, if you want somebody to be that you say, sure, here's my pay link. <laughs> <laughs> Cash at me now. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't okay. read whose handle so, that is. I think it's Don John. Don my dad John. was a fire chief in Florida for 35 years and retired at 54 because he couldn't tolerate it anymore. And here's the Dude, interesting that's not, thing. There's some hard work that it is. And do. here's the crazy and thing men and about women do about up until a couple of years ago. It's it's changed a little bit. But statistically, do you want to guess how much how many years the average firefighter lived after retirement? Five. What? Five years. Why? Largely, this there's a few there's a few inputs the the uh, the turnouts that they wear have PFAs in them they cause all sorts of cancer and all that type of stuff that was a big piece of it all the toxins they breathe in that helps this but the incredible stress of the job right yeah so Don Don saying that as well like um, now it's up to ten years and they are somewhat celebrating that because it's doubled but you think about that what put thirty in and then get ten out. Like a lot of these guys start, you know, just before, uh, before, you know, just out of high school, because it, it, for many departments, the GED is the only requirement to become a, a firefighter, which is fine. Getting up in the ranks, sometimes they require a, a college degree and such. But these guys start pretty young um, and then they put 30 in They're 50 ish and they got five years after that. That's crazy. That's, that's so, so, and then Don, Don brings up PTSD. Yeah. And so when you do the research on this, the interesting thing, and I'm not just trying to make this about firefighters, but there's a correlation to all of us in this. PTSD is a real thing because they have all those demands on their, obviously they see horrible things, not everyone, but yeah. they often see some pretty bad stuff. I mean, how many times can you see a, a drug overdose in a, a eight year old, you know what I mean? Before it starts to affect you. But we all have elements of that. Like we all have a tough client. We all have nightmare people we have to deal with in our career. We have nightmare bosses. We have difficult employees. We have situations that go on. And then never mind like the personal aspects. What if you've gone through a divorce? You've you've had uh, you know a custody battle. You've had uh, financial. You've gone through bankruptcy. Right. All those things, while not considered the same level of PTSD necessarily of like a firefighter or ex-military or such, but there's still an element that it has a, a long-term implication on your overall health and your ability to proceed forward. But add on to that 50 to 100 little things you could fix. That's the big piece of this tolerations. What could you just clear off? So we so we had our final event last week with, with one of the big departments and they we I said, hey, how many of you took my challenge to try to fix some things? A bunch of them said, 
So the garage is apparently a big one. So be <laughs> Sylvia, you are not alone on this one. It definitely resonated uh, with the beach. Definitely, definitely resonated with a lot of people. But the the garage ended up. One of the the chiefs goes, "Man, I went outside. It took me 15 minutes. That's hilarious. I've been waiting on it for six months, staring at the stupid workbench I needed to clear up. That's hilarious. Somebody else started laughing. They're like, "Oh my god, it was the same for me." But then other people, it was like tough conversations. One of them came up to me and said, like, I need to have a conversation with one of my teenagers that I'm dreading. Mm. But I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And it's like, how much is that weighing on you? And I asked him, I said, do you think that weighs on you when you're heading to an incident? He goes, it absolutely does. He goes, the other day, I was about to call my wife to talk to her about like, hey, we need to have this. We just got to stop putting this off. We got to have this conversation. You tell me what it was. But like, so, I mean, those of us that have teenagers, yep, <laughs> conversations happen. Generally, yeah, and generally there's and three or four top categories. So he's, so then they say, okay, she, and, I, and he's like, but then a call came in. I couldn't do it, but the whole time there, I was thinking about it. Do you want your firefighter split thinking about it? And again, not picking on the firefighters, obviously, clearly. But you think in the same respect of as an entrepreneur and you're trying to solve somebody's problems what if how just what if you're super distracted by personal things during tax season it's going to have an impact right right so that's the thing where for for all of us on here what are you tolerating and is there things that you can clear off of that because you can't control everything sometimes we try to fix the stuff we can control or can't control but what about the little tolerations no, it makes a lot of sense. Don John was talking about his brother like in the Surfside building collapse, oh, you geez. know, kind of the PTSD that came out of that. Yep. You know, I wasn't really thinking we were going to go here, but look, when I went through my divorce and advised people financially, um, I mean, we're in true confessions now yeah, and lost all of my money, like all of it yeah. went away to lawyers or the ex. I mean, I had to completely start over. It messed my head up. Yep. And I realized for a couple of years, you know, and there was that voice inside my head that was like, dude, you advise people on money and you have none. You know, so I had to actually work through that. So I don't know that that would fall under quite the level of PTSD that say a firefighter who sees something horrible. But the fact was it was, it was affecting my ability to do my job. So I had to go yep. actually fix it. And then we talk about the little nagging things that people just tolerate. I mean, I thought of one we've got, we'd move some stuff. It It's one car ride to storage. It'll take me half an hour to fix it. So we've got this office, you know, in where our office is, which is a bunch of stuff stacked in there. Literally one trip, load it in the back of the car. I need to get a storage anyway. I've been putting it off for two months. And every time I walk past the office, I'm like, ah. Uh, I got to take care of it. So guess what I'm doing tomorrow? Yep. And that's Taking care like, of that. so my divorce, by the way, whoever said, yes. if any of you guys have been divorced, divorce sucks. No matter how happy you are to see the other person go. <laughs> if you are in fact, happy to see them go. Yeah. Um, Cause by the end, I was pretty happy to see my ex-wife go. Um, and we get our long, all right now. And hi, if she's listening, but, but, you know, like it was by, by the end, it was like, okay, you know what? This is really a good idea for both yeah. of us here, but it still sucks. Well, and you think about it, the, the, uh, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. If I remember correctly, I mean, traumatic stress, 
Yeah. We you have that in a number of places. Now again, we're not trying to take away from what people coming back from deployment in Afghanistan or or some of my but friends. But it's degrees, just, right? It's degrees. It is degrees. And it's still impacting you. It's interesting. So as, and to an aside to that, so I have some good friends who just got back from Turkey from deplo deploying with the fire department over mm -hmm. in Turkey. Talking to some of them, it's interesting because some of them, um, some of them have said, you know, that like you'll talk to one firefighter who and I will I will spare you guys the stories of some of the stuff that they have to see in those. Um, but as you can imagine, it's well, you probably couldn't imagine just how horrifying some of the stuff that it is. It's it's pretty, pretty brutal. Some of them say like, yeah, actually, I enjoy it. I go, I deploy, I do, I'm doing my job. It's, and then others come back and they're like, I don't know if I can ever do that again. Yeah. And these are hardened experience. They don't send over rookies over there. Like it's just, these are hardened firefighters and, and paramedics who've seen a lot of things. And so when you, when you think about that, everybody handles it differently too. So while somebody may say like, yeah, actually, I don't think my divorce had like a long-term negative effect on me though. I would argue that's probably untrue, but it is different for everybody. And so while you're, cleaning out the garage to somebody on here might be like so lame that's not that big of a deal i got bigger problems to think well it is to you right or that that's thing you need to take the storage unit and so each of us has to address that my my, my business partner says this great expression she was like nobody can um when you're hungry nobody can eat a meal and satisfy your hunger so it's in other words like you got to take care of it yourself right so you can't rely on somebody else to look at it and say, hey, you're going through all this stuff, um, you know, so you should you should take a little break or I'll take care of it for you. Got it. Hey, real quickly, Dan. Good morning, Dan. Um, sound levels a little low. Can we crank that, D? You got all this fancy equipment? Yeah, we should. That probably made that? It very loud, actually. Yeah. But um I like these mics man I'm gonna do some can we do some very white karaoke when this is <laughs> over good enough I'm gonna get you. um but yeah, yeah so um but yeah I mean it, so so everybody's got that different you know level of capacity and things that they can do but if you have 50 to 100 tolerations that's not going to go away kind of your buddha quote from earlier there's 83 baby 83 just don't, don't get, get 84. 84 but when you think about it, you have to like, what can you get off the table? That's so silly. What could you do this weekend? You could get that storage thing done. We're going to work on the garage this weekend. What the do fire you guy can have the conversation with his teenager? Yes. Get it over with. Right. And he said, he actually said, he was like, I'm just going to do it this afternoon when I get home. Cause he was at the class. So he was like, I'm just, I got to do it. Just has to happen. And, and it's, it's amazing how many people came to us with these, like, little things and in overwhelmingly though i will tell you almost everybody was embarrassed by how little it was isn't that crazy but that's the thing but it's burning it's all burning sorts of energy. emotional capital and yep. energy and stuff and you know once a, once for you guys that are new this is the make more keep more show we talk about money but there is a direct correlation to your thoughts mm -hmm. and what what occupies your energy and attention and how big your bank account is or right. how successful you are in business or in any any goals of life so about once a season we bust out our feels <laughs> you know and and chat about it and like i said since these big agencies throw money at dominic he's a wash in a sea of money <laughs> and we're like you know what you need to tell them for free 
Yeah. Put it up for free. Put it up for free. Dominic. Um, I was thinking about, again, what I, I think you would take the broader extension of just what can you, what do you dread doing? Right. Like I actually like to cook. Right. But cause I was a latchkey kid. If you guys are old enough, you know, like Gen Xers, our parents, my mom was gone working now, by the way, my mom was a great mom. Um, hi mom. If you're listening, I don't think she even knows about this show, but anyway, the fact she knows about Instagram is a good, that's a link. I don't think she knows about Instagram. Oh, okay. like, wow. Anyway, she might have a Facebook account, but, um, yeah, my mom, you know, went She's to like, work I was for a little bit. My space. <laughs> By fifth grade, you know, fourth grade. I mean, I walked to school across busy streets in kindergarten with mm-hmm. no parent, you know, like nobody thought anything. In first grade, I'd hop the fence and run across the street and take my lunch money and my Coke with it. Like back glass bottle Coke. Oh, so good. And uh, I think. Well, was, you grew up in the 70s. I think we all thought it was a different kind of Coke, but glad you clarified. <laughs> Originally it was. <laughs> um, but. Anyway, moving along, uh, there was, um, I love cooking. Like I really do, but I don't like cooking to eat. I like cooking for entertainment. Sure. In other words, to me, cooking is crack a bottle of wine, fix fix up a steak. The day-to-day cooking of preparing meals on Sunday is the last thing I want to do. So I got someone to do it for me. I pay a little bit of a premium, not even that much, but it's what can you get out of your life? that is draining that energy that isn't productive for you. Whether it is a person, you know, a time vampire, whether it is a conversation you're avoiding having, whether it's firing someone, if you're Mm -hmm. a boss and they need to go. Um, One of the things, another Dan Kennedy quote is, if I wake up thinking about you three days in a row and I am not sleeping with you, you are not my significant other, you gotta go. Right. You're out of my life. And I, I, you fired clients for sure before. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It's the greatest feeling in the world. It is. I mean, because again, it's kind of like divorce by the time you get there, it's time. But, um, anyway, yeah. That's and, and that's that, that drain. I mean, think about it for any of us who've had employees that we knew needed to go. How long were you stressing out about that before you finally got rid of them? And a lot of it's that human element that you were like, well, I feel bad. I don't want to ruin their lives or whatever, whatever it might be. But then there's a lot of it that just, it just needed to be done and we're dreading it. And then we put it off and put it off and put it off. Same with that client. What made you want to fire them? They were probably, in my case, they were rude to my employees. Oh, dude. Right. No, that's a deal breaker. Yep. They're rude to my employees, calling me at all hours of night, demanding stuff way out of scope of the project. And, and you wait to, to, to get rid of it because usually in many cases, the money's pretty good, right? And so you're putting that, but then you get rid of them. You're like, oh my gosh. And then that's the other thing about these tolerations is how many times have we fired a client only to then replace them with an even better client because you finally have the time to focus on some of those things. Like maybe you haven't been up on your social media. Maybe you haven't been up on your content strategy. You haven't been following up on people, right? Well, the tolerations are the same thing. Like clean out that garage and then watch what happens. Right. Clean your car and watch what happens. And if that requires like, so I drive a pretty cool car. I would like to keep it cleaner than I do. I don't have time. I would like to go out there and the, there's the guilt part of me. Like it's a nice car. I should wash it myself. Dude. We live in a nice area. Oh, dude. Hire a service. I got the newest thing for you. Do you guys have superstar up here? I don't know. <laughs> do any of you guys have superstar car wash? 
it's a subscription car wash. So you pay him like 30 bucks a month, drive through as many times as you want. Oh, well, the problem is, is I don't even have time to drive over to a place. I'd no, rather dude, have somebody just great. pull up. Just, well, okay. You got baller cash because they throw money at you. No, stop it. I go down and uh, instead I run my car through like three times a week. Like the guys all know me, wave at him and stuff. And then once a week I'll stop and clean it, which mm. I don't mind because that's meditative for me. It's, sure. It's not a time suck. I enjoy it. But most of the time I just pull through, keep driving, hit the freeway, drip dry. Right. Well, and see, and then that, so there's a classic example of like, to me, that sounds horrifying. I'd rather have somebody come to wash it. There you go. And, and, but for you, that is now for me, I don't mind the day to day, like, you know, I'll cook more often during the week lately with Ivana's change of schedule and stuff. So, but like people that's can like, have, that's the last thing I want to do. Right. See, I, so I, that's the thing about tolerations is you can't, sometimes we don't solve these tolerations because we're worried about what somebody else is going to say about it. And like the idea of having a personal chef, I recommend it to people. I don't do it myself, not from a hypocritical standpoint. It's just, I actually don't mind the like making the yeah. meals for the kids. And, and just so you guys know, stuff. I don't have a billions guy like uh, acts on billions right. where I have a guy <laughs> underfoot all the time. It's just a single mom who drops off meals twice a week, according to our specifications. And she sends a menu out as like, Hey, what do you guys want? And this is her business, right? It lets her stay home with her kid. But well, I it, figured out the time. Each meal is probably 15 bucks. If I did it on my own, I'd spend it. I'd spend 10, but I don't have to go to Trader Joe's. I don't have to right. stand there. She packs it all up, literally pop it out, put it in the microwave. I tell her I want, you know, eight to 10 ounces of protein per meal, this many vegetables, this. I hate celery. I hate this. I hate this. No tofu. Tofu gets you fired. And uh, and we're good. We yep. get along. Well, and, and again, think about that. So that goes to one with like, what if somebody who's here is like, oh, I want to, I want to lose some weight and I haven't been able to do that. And I haven't had time to do that. Well, it might be great to have somebody who meal plans for you. Right. Because how That's many of I us do it? Cause otherwise it'd be, you know. How, in, how many of us in and out burger right next door? Exactly. Cause that's the thing. Yeah, you do really. And we do too. I mean, it's just down the street here. And if you're starving and haven't eaten, you have 30 minutes before your next call, where are you going to go? In and out, like three or you buy three animal style, animal style fries, about four thousand calories. It's, yeah, okay. exactly. So then you know, or or if you have a meal plan or somebody who's doing all the food for you for your meal plan, and you walk out there and you grab the the Tupperware container and you microwave it and it's done. Bingo. <laughs> right, and so the each of these tolerations. I mean, again, all throughout the challenge, I threw out to these guys is what are you tolerating right now? Like for all of you listening, what are you tolerating? For me, it was. It was my, it's my garage. I'm going to work on it. It's been little things that are, you know, little projects I need to work on. I'm going to start clicking through those, right? And just bite off one at a time. Um, a job that you hate? Yeah. Well, that one's a little tougher because it's control, but, but are you doing anything tougher, about it? It is a tougher, but we're in an economy where yep. I just listened to the jobs report on the way in. You know, are you guys, if you really hate your jobs, then... The question would be like, hey, are you doing something about it to right. try and up level your skills or move laterally, move up, move out, something like that? Yeah. I mean, how long are you going to hate on, hate, stay dating that person you can't stand? Right. <laughs> I mean, any number of these things could be things that are in your control that you're tolerating that are just absolutely sucking energy out of you. And if you're an entrepreneur, and I, I would say this applies to anybody too, but entrepreneurs especially, you've already got 50 to 100 things flying at you every single day that you can't control. So get rid of the ones that you can't. And, and it will free up so much mental space. 
And yeah, can you do anything about your divorce and the PTSD that resulted from it? No, probably not. No, nope, but you can. You could. You, I, she saw, I thought of that Dude, as I said. A, Go get a therapist. So let me tell you something. We had a guy. He passed away right at the beginning of COVID, not COVID related, but we had trained him in business for years. He was in his 60s and he was directly successful in relation to who he spent time with. Mm -hmm. And so he's one of those guys that, that was an entrepreneur. I trained him in the college planning and financial advisory business. Okay. So he's out of Florida and he would have a really, really successful year. He'd make tons of money and he'd be living fat. And then the next year he was directly responsible and he, he would start dating a bad woman who would suck all his time and energy. And he dated at one point, one woman who had found out her husband was married to three other women. Oh. Good times. She had some trust issues. Understandably, yeah, you think? she had some trust issues, but the trust issues exhibited themselves in in genuinely psychotic behavior so we kept telling him like dude run away like monty python run away run save yourself oh no i gotta stay with her uh we're like no we liked the girl before her she was awesome no i get it well and then all of a sudden his income would tank right and he'd be broke by the end of the year then he'd break up with her his income would be way back up and then it would drop. He'd get back with her. And this went on for like four or five years. Well, and here's what I kept telling him. What are you doing to get your mind right? right. I'm like, JJ, I was broke with capital B. And I'm like, my situation didn't change. And so I changed the input. So instead of feeling sorry for myself, which I did for plenty of yep. time, don't anyone get me wrong. There was plenty of feeling sorry for myself, but I had to start changing what I was reading and changing what I was listening to and changing all those things. And I couldn't get him to do it. Could not get him to do it. And it was like, I would tell him, I'll help you, but I need you to read three chapters in this book. And what do you give me? Every time we talk, finally just stopped returning his phone calls. We were done. You know, I'd fulfilled my contract to him and I genuinely wanted to help him. But it was like, did you read the three chapters? Well, you know, man, I meant to three freaking chapters. Yep. And they would have changed his life if it had actually done it. By the way, I'll give you guys the chapters I gave him to read. I told him to read the first three chapters of Think and Grow Rich. Mm. And also, which is a game changer. And the other one, if any of you guys have not have financial or fitness or any sort of goals, go get The Pledge by Michael Masterson. You're not joining a call, I promise you. The pledge basically in the first paragraph or the first the intro, he's like, you're going to make a pledge to me that you're going to follow what I tell you in this book and you're going to call me in a year, write me in a year and tell me how you did with it. And why I like this book is simply because he's a guy unlike like a Tony Robbins who nothing but respect for Tony Robbins, but Tony became rich and successful telling people how to be rich and successful. Gisela, mm -hmm. um, it's... It's The Pledge by Michael Masterson. By the way, is that the Gisela? Are you the Gisela that I was just talking to? You can give me a heads up or a thumbs up or whatever. Hi, if that's you, by the way. Um, the Pledge by Michael Masterson. It's fantastic. Actually, it was on your list. So I was going to talk to you guys about it next time if you're that Gisela. Anyway, dude, it's literally this guy was successful first. Mm -hmm in multiple businesses, then wrote a book about these are the principles that I use. Because even Think and Grow Rich, 
Oh, well, good morning. Um, even in Thinking Go Rich, he got rich writing about how other people got yeah. rich. Michael Masterson is the real freaking deal, guys. And I think his real name is Mark Morgan Ford. Michael Masterson's his pen name. But if you guys look this dude up, he's a bad, dangerous man who's done a lot of crazy stuff in business. So anyway, recommend that. What else do these guys need to know for? Uh, and by the way, it was reading things like that that got my mind right, yep. which allowed me to go back. And I did. I had to sit down and talk to someone. It didn't take that long. I go once every three months for like maintenance. We do some weird breathing stuff. You've been to see them. But it, for me, that helped just get that garbage out of my head yep. that was weighing down and um, made a big difference. And now we got a business problem we're going to chat about later today that I, you know, but my attitude towards fixing it is totally different right. than it would have been had I not taken these steps. How can someone identify tolerations that that might be in our blind spots? That's a great question. So I, so Good, I'm glad you're taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a really interesting question um, because yes, we could absolutely have things that we're tolerating that we're not thinking about. And I think a big part of that starting bit of it is to, sit down and start writing out some of the things that you can at least identify right out of the gate, right? So if there is something, because it's probably not as much in your blind spot as much as you're thinking that it's not having an impact, right? There was probably some double negatives there, but... I knew what you it's, meant. I right. don't know if they did, but I knew what you Yeah, meant. well, we've known each other a long time. So if you, what happens is, is we may not consider it a toleration, but it is something that like, it just needs to get off of your off of your plate um like until really sitting down and teaching this content and hearing so it's for me i get the benefit of teaching this content to people and having them tell me what their tolerations are we actually go through an exercise right. write down like first five things that pop in your head and they start telling them and i go oh man that's one for me too so it ends up helping to kind of talk about it so if you have somebody in your life you trust a good friend uh, significant other whatever start there like with talking about here's some things that are just bugging me right now that I need to take care of. What are some of the things that you need to take care of? And you may find like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm, that one's bothering me as well. At least get those out of the way. The other part of it is, is that you probably will get more clarity on those other ones when you, that are the blind spots as guilt said, I think it was guilt who put that question, if we're saying that name right in the first place, but that put it guilt put on there is that like, look, yeah, I, I may not, they're being my, they're in my blind spot because I'm so wrapped up in other things, right? Your blind spot exists when you're driving, for instance, because you're focused straight ahead and you can't technically see over to these sides. If you turn, look in your mirrors and take the second to look, your blind spot typically disappears. But it's that idea of taking your focus off of that thing for a second to take that good look over to the side. So start with clearing out some of those things it'll likely start to raise to the surface that like oh wow that feels really good well shoot this other thing that's bugging me is also let's go get rid of that let me go get rid of that and so getting into a place where you're constantly addressing these things is is a key to finding some of those but i would also take the input from somebody else as well like i have I mean, you know, the, the, the great fortune to, to my wife is amazing and we have she a great is. marriage and yeah. a, we also work I agree together. to that. Yeah. So we agree we also work together. So if I can start to say stuff, she'll be like, well, what about this? <laughs> Ooh, good point. Right. Um, 
The other thing that I do with people is do a like daily task list. Like what are the things that you're dealing with? Because a lot of times when people say, well, I don't deal with my tolerations. Like I'm tolerating not working out because I don't have any time. Okay, well, great. Let's free up some time. So yeah. I do this daily task exercise where I have you just write down every one of your tasks that you can just think of that you have to do on a daily basis or want to do on a daily basis. Write them all down. And then the next step is to rank without like it's supposed to be like a stream of consciousness sort of scenario. Don't overthink it. But then the next step is to rate it all by like, how complex is it? Is it really that difficult? The next thing is to rate it by, you can use one to five, you can rate, it doesn't really matter. Just put a score next to it, like on its complexity. And the next thing is how much impact does it have on your life or your business or whatever? Then the next part of it is I have a little grid that kind of goes with that. I can share it. People are interested. Hit me, shoot me a, a DM. Shoot me a DM. I'll, I'll absolutely share it to you. There's no strings attached to it. I'll just shoot it over to you. It's just a Google sheet. But you start to plot that out and you start to find little things like that. So I'll give you an example. Like I didn't know I was tolerating a lack. Well, I knew I was tolerating a lack of working out and doing stuff to, to, to but I, what I didn't know was part of the cause was back when I used to travel a lot. Now after COVID, I haven't really traveled all that much, but I was flying, you know, spending 200 plus days a year in a hotel and traveling three to 400,000 miles a year. At some point, you know, for me, travel was a daily occurrence, like booking travel was almost a daily occurrence, if not booking it, then looking at it, because somebody would be like, can you be in Oslo on this date? Or can you be somewhere? Okay, let me look, whatever. So to, then I'm, but I'm thinking travel is one of those things that's super complex to book. Well, if I tell you the following things, I like to fly on American Airlines, I like to sit on an aisle seat, and I like to stay at... Sorry, lovely. Don't listen to him. Oh, she not more. So sorry. Okay. I'll tell you later. Um, so, uh, or one of their affiliates, Americans, or, and I like an aisle seat and I like to stay at Marriott. You, you actually could probably book 90% of my travel, right? Like, I mean, there's exceptions, but like that probably solves it all. There you go. So once I got that off of my plate, it's amazing how much time I freed up during my week. All of a sudden now I have time to deal with those tolerations. So going back to Gilt's question, how do you identify some of that is some of it it may be in your blind spot, truly, like you don't know what you're tolerating, but start de check, checking away at the ones that you can tolerate. Some of that has to do with your time management. Get, get free up some time by getting some of this crap off of your plate that you don't really need to do. Like for me, email Alessandra, who's on here, right? But uh, helping us with this and text me when you guys have questions and stuff. But like Alessandra does my email, checks all my email, reads my email for me. That was something that freed up a bunch of my time. I know, I think Stephanie reads all of yours, right? So yep. it just frees up time. You know, it's just one of those things, right? Bye, so, man. Take care, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are those. Um, uh, and I think the next guy thinks that we're going to really be really sad. I think he's really. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, so it's just, it's one of those situations where it, it, you know, freeing up those things can help you identify the things that are in the blind spot. There you go. Yeah. I, we chatted about it. Tina wrote like, you don't know till you know, right? Right. So clear two or three things off, see what bubbles to the surface, clear a couple more things off and get back to us, Yep. you know, and go back to it. What else? Is there anything we're coming up at the top of the hour? So we're going to wrap pretty soon. And, um, but is there anything else we should chat about or anything else they should know? They probably all heard my phone ringing. Sorry about that. If that was uh, pumping through, um, hey man, it's, just, it's just one of those days, right? Yeah. It's, well, it's <laughs> raining outside in LA, which just throws us all off. Dude, and I haul, here's what's crazy. I got from Dominic's house to my house, which is what? Like 90 miles. Yeah. I got 
I think I drove 75, 80 the entire way here without having to tap my brakes once until I turned to get the last freeway to your house, which is unheard of in LA on a day that it's raining. So I don't know if it's some holiday that nobody bothered to tell me about or something, but the, the roads were empty. Yeah. And then we're going to the, we're sticking around to go to the Billy Joe concert tonight up at SoFi. Sylvie's never been. To SoFi so, or to Billy she's Joel? She's never seen Billy Joel. She's never seen Stevie Nicks. I've seen both of them, but I saw Stevie Nicks when I was like 10. Um, my cousins took me and she's never been to SoFi. So that's a, it's a night of firsts. I like it. There you go. Awesome. Well, this is the make more, keep more show. If you guys uh, want to catch up on any back episodes, you can go to make more, keep more show.com, or we post it as a podcast on Monday mornings, everywhere that you and more like people to do. listen to it. Whoever that was. Yeah. Then 18 there. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah. Oh, the Manchester Grand. That's Dude, a great Manchester Grand is nice. It is that that's rooftop bar. Cool. They got a really, yeah, you'll have a good time down there. That's a beautiful hotel. I'm trying to think what's good to eat at that you wouldn't normally know. Now, Papa Doug Manchester, who it's named after, is a little bit of an interesting guy, but he's an interesting cat. He is. But we'll talk but, about him another time. Guilt drive safe. Yeah, for sure. And Gisela, good seeing you. Um, and, um, dude, that's it, right? We'll yep. be back next week. We're going to start rolling out the guests following week we'll make matt come on for ruining the show yeah exactly kicking everybody off but uh, all right you guys have a good weekend catch your back shows at make more keep more show.com or your favorite streaming service ron Crothers with dominic cummins man what do i got to do to get an espresso around here you know like we just stop talking <laughs> <laughs> when i showed up i had four shots of espresso already with me and brennan it's good to see you brennan's kicking out he wants a shout out Jeez. brennan there's your shout Kids. out dad loves you dominic kind of loves you too <laughs> um yeah dominic's like do you need more espresso and i'm like no man i'm fine and then halfway through i'm like uh oh good tina we're so glad to have you yeah um yeah, man, I need more espresso. It's bad. If you close the show without giving me a shout out, I will freak out. You got it. You got like three now. Go away. Don't you have law studying to do or something? <laughs> All right. You All right, it. guys. Thanks so Take much. Care, everyone. Talk to you Good soon. Seeing you. We'll see you next week. Bye, Brennan. And whoever made fun of our listener count, you better be back next week. And you better not unfollow. I'm going to go stalk you. On the <laughs> yeah, <internet>. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys. Take care. See ya.